Happy Monday, everybody. It's November 13th, 2023. My name's Larry Jacobs. This is Pre-K-12 Education Talk Radio, and thanks so much for being here today. We're going to be talking about early learning. Uh, The School Superintendents Association, AASA, has an early learning cohort, a grouping of individuals within the organization that work on specific things. And the early learning cohort works on early education. And today I've got from uh, from the great state of Washington, okay, Peter Finch, our old friend, Eddie Manusak from Michigan. Eddie's at a uh, at an ESA right now. He'll tell us all about it. And from the National Head Start Association, we have Deb Bergeron. And we're going to be talking about all the things that the early learning cohort is doing, but there's a very important part of that. And they have set up a program with National University for high school students to become interested and hopefully get a bachelor's degree, start a bachelor's degree, so to speak, in early education to fill in all the gaps that are out there. So I'm going to let them do most of the talking about that, but it's a very interesting program, and these are three great people who are very, very interested in getting this job done. Eddie, Peter, and Deb, let me just do a little homework before I bring them on. We're going to archive the show at ace-ed.org. That's our home website for our Consortium for Equity and Education. And please go over there. Everything is free over there. We'd love to have you go over, check out our magazine, which is Equity and Access Pre-K-12. You'll see the cover. Just click through on that. Participate, please, in our Excellence in Equity Awards. We just opened the educator category. And if you, your school district, your colleagues, your friends, your teachers, yourself want to Give yourselves a nice award for working hard in equity. There's an easy way to nominate whoever you wish, okay? And we have actual judges. They don't wear robes, but they are actual judges, okay? And we'll see if you you go, you are going to be one of the great Excellence in Equity Award winners for 2023. So please check it all out, okay? And, of course, all the podcasts are over there as well. Ace-ed.org and everything we do over there is free. So please go on over and... Have a good time. We're proud of the work we do over there. Peter, are you there? You've helped me put this together. Hey, good morning. It's great to be back on Talk Radio. Appreciate it's it. always great to have you here, my friend. Thanks for saying that. And Peter is uh, out out in the West Valley, <laughs> West Valley School that's District, right. Yakima, Yakima area. Okay. Uh, that, that's correct. We had a, they have a, <laughs> go ahead. Oh, it's just someone once asked me, now, where are you in relation to Yakima? <laughs> so, well, we are called West Valley, so we are west yeah. of Yakima. <laughs> yeah, that's good. That's a hell of a name they got there. I got to tell you, that's great. 3,000 3, miles from me, buddy. Okay, in the middle of a sunny day in the beautiful state of Maine. How's the weather today out there in gorgeous oh, Yakima? Oh, it's getting more like autumn, a little gloomy yeah. here, but that's okay. We just came back from oh. Long Beach, so the weather there was perfect. <laughs> room temperature. It's always room temperature. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's good yeah. we're going to talk about your Long Beach trip. Okay, but first I want to say, ladies, for, now ladies first, Deb. Deb Bergeron. Deb Bergeron, how are you? Larry I'm here. I'm great. How, are you, how doing? are you doing? I'm just good. fine. Welcome you? to the show. It's good. Uh, now i got to get this straight. You are Deputy Director of Community Engagement and Innovation. Those are big words to put on a business card. How do you do all that? That's a lot. Okay. Deputy Director of Community Engagement and Innovation, National Head Start Association with a great group. Okay? Talk to me about what you're doing these days, Deb. Where are you today, by the way? In yeah. Virginia? 
Yeah. Yeah, I'm in Virginia today, all over the place typically. And I think the, <laughs> the title is nice and general, so I get to do whatever excites me that I think will help the Head Start field and, and kids and teachers and, and parents. So that's what I try to do is spend my time thinking of ways to um, support the field and keep it linked to K-12. And um, these fine folks on the call with me today helped me to do that. Wonderful. Wow, that, that is great. You do great work out there, Deb. You always have, and we thank you for that. It's just terrific. And, again, you're one of the co-leaders of the AASA Early Learning Cohort, along with you're going to love this, Deb. Are you ready? Ed Start. Ed Start. <laughs> Eddie? Eddie? Hey. 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 So, Good to uh, have Larry, you back, man. Larry, great, how are you? Yeah, no, great to, great to be back on. It's always an honor. Uh, really appreciate the invitation. Um, and, uh, you know, just very glad to be here this morning with you and then with Deb and then with yeah. uh, Peter as well. It's a, it's a good group. And I, I got to tell you, Eddie, Eddie, where were you the superintendent? I can't remember the name of that district. You were superintendent? Uh, Dun- I was superintendent at Dundee Community Schools in uh, you south, still? Uh, east, are you, southeastern are you still? Michigan. Nope, nope, nope. So I transitioned yeah, that's what I uh, last, last, last July. I transitioned to a different role in a different county, but now I work for the Washtenaw Intermediate School District, which is a regional service agency, uh, mm-hmm. and we offer support in the state of Michigan. Regional, regional education service agencies or intermediate school districts uh, serve uh, the public in helping to coordinate uh, services um, and some of it is in special ed and some of it is in early childhood ed, uh, you know, and then also in curriculum and development. Um, and so I feel very fortunate that uh, I spent a lot of my career, you know, as, um, uh, you know, in central office and then also as a local school superintendent. But now in a regional district, I get to work directly with nine local agencies in Washington, mm-hmm. and that includes Ann Arbor Public Schools and Ypsilanti Community Schools. So Good these um, districts that are, yep, yep, so all of those districts that we directly serve, and uh, I help to coordinate uh, services and programs then for children and families. The team that I work with here at the WISD, we all work mm-hmm. together to help coordinate early childhood services for prenatal through age five wow. for all of the children and families for the entire county. So it's a wonderful opportunity. And I, I just got, you just said I'm surprised at this prenatal. I wasn't expecting that phrase yes. to come out. Prenatal, yeah, is no, it an education? No. Is yes. it? Is it it's, it's a regional it, it education and, and, service agency that's doing prenatal work? Just explain that before yeah. we get on to this other stuff. Yeah, just so, no, no. So we actually are a Head Start direct federal grantee, our agency is, and we have programs that help us work with that, and one specifically is early Head Start home visiting. And by doing that, we have the ability to begin working with families and children when their mother is uh, pregnant, and so we're very wow. excited to be able to step into that space. <laughs> Who knew? So this is yeah. Who knew? You learn something new, know. Larry. You learn something new every day. Yeah, I, I just look <laughs> like I'm pregnant. I'm actually not. Okay, so uh, <laughs> it's getting, getting, getting old here. Okay, I got, I got to tell you, and Deb, I didn't know that. I didn't know the Head Start was involved into that. The prenatal stuff. I never knew uh, that. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Wow. Prenatal to wow. five. Yep. Yeah, I didn't know that. And I got to say something else about my good friend, Eddie Manusak. Eddie, I love your executive director of early childhood. Eddie was a, this is amazing. He He's a male K-12 
kindergarten teacher, which you don't find that often. You're finding it more, but not that often. And then he also was a male kindergarten teacher who became a school superintendent. Okay, and I, I think that's just you're, you're you're rare. I think you're, you're I think you're the only bird in town. And are you the only bird in town on that, Eddie? Well, there's a few of us. There's a couple others that are in that boat, but it's pretty wow. like you said, it's pretty rare. It so, is. Um, but yeah, I know that. I, I just sat on a call, Larry, um, last month with Dan Worry, my friend Dan, from the Hunt Institute, and it was all talking about men in early childhood education. Yes. And so yeah. that's uh, a big deal to have men in early childhood education. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. it's important because the, uh, in today's families, this is generically, there are less and less men involved. There's a lot of single-parent households and all that sort of thing. We need more male male educators at all those early stages. That's all I can say. That's really cool. Okay. All right, Peter, back to you. And it's great to have Deb and Eddie here. Peter, back to you. If you want to brag about West Valley, you can tell people that. But I wanted to hear about what you're doing with the early learning cohort. I know you just went to Long Beach for a site visit. Don't forget Honolulu in February. Don't forget that. Okay. Another site visit. Pretty good. You have to go. Okay. Yeah. Well, okay. Um, it was a wonderful site visit. I yeah, uh, yeah. really appreciate Long Beach Unified School District uh, providing such a great learning opportunity for us. You know, we in the cohort, we have educators from across the nation, and we yeah, come together did. in the fall, winter, spring for uh, on uh, in-person site visits. We also have uh, once-a-month virtual meetings. And uh, this visit was amazing. We had Ellen Galinsky. She wrote Mind in the Making. She's now a okay. thought partner. Every presentation she oh. does for the cohort is different. It's fresh. It's amazing the work that she does. She came out from New York, came all the way to Long Beach to present to us. Uh, her new book is coming out. It's called The Breakthrough Years. It's about eight or nine years in the making. You know, she did Mind in the Making and focused on early learning. Now the breakthrough years are, are adolescence. And really the message is executive function should be a through line in all of our work. Executive function, self-control, persistence, all those uh, skills that our students need to learn and, and be able to have as they graduate and go into the workplace and, and be successful. And not just the workplace, but just in life in general. Yeah. Self-control is important and delaying your gratification, all, all these things. So executive function, and I'm proud to hear that AASA is, is going to have Ellen work with all of the cohorts that they have so that executive function is a oh, through good. line through all of our work. So that was really exciting. We had Swati Adhikar came from Washington, D.C. She's with the U.S. Department of Education. She talked about the importance of coordination among early learning and the K-12 system and really breaking that down so it is a, a PK-12 system and yeah. uh, having that Agreed. kindergarten be the sturdy bridge uh, to give students a great start into their, um, you know, the K-12 world. So that was just amazing. And then we learned about uh, this hub that they call it, the Long Beach Early Learning Hub. It's where uh, parents can go online they can enter their information in there and say what type of early learning uh, organization they would like for their child, and then they get matched up. So it could be hmm. a full-day program, a half-day program, a faith-based program, community-based program, school-based mm -hmm. program, whatever it is, and then they get matched up. So 
that's really innovative and something that Dr. Bergeron there has talked about for years. Can't we have uh, make it more, more parent friendly, make it easier for families to access early learning? A lot of times they don't even know that they, maybe they're eligible for certain uh, income-based that's programs. Right. So this is just amazing to have this Long Beach Early Learning Hub that we learned about, and they're willing to share. So you know, I'm, I'm coming back to my community and have already yeah, set don't up reinvent um, the wheels. Zoom. That's a good point. Yeah, exactly. You know, that's the purpose then, of these visits. Yeah, don't don't you. Yeah. Every, you know, somebody in Oshkosh, Wisconsin, is, is thinking of the same thing. You don't have to reinvent right. the wheel. It probably, no offense to anybody, is out there somewhere. And if yeah, you research exactly. a little bit, and most people are more than willing to share, like you guys are doing yep. today. Exactly. I mean, it's, it, and then the other thing it, was it, just great to yeah, get, yeah was to get into classrooms. Uh, we saw how they really in Long Beach were doing the braided funding. So you had a classroom where uh, partial funding was from Title One and partial funding from special education, and so it was a full inclusion classroom and able to have that braided funding make that happen. So it was just a, a great site visit and great professional learning for for myself, and I'm hoping for the other sure. people that were there as I'm, well. I'm sure for everybody. How long were you there? Uh, we usually go, we come in and, and do a Wednesday afternoon, and then all day Thursday get into classrooms and then debrief, and then Friday morning, and then we get out of town. So it was really good. <laughs> Another thing, Larry, that we're, we'll talk about uh, here in a bit would be yeah. as we uh, as we come in the door, I always like to kind of harvest, you know, what are you working on? What's going well? What's a challenge? What's a problem in practice that you have? And across the board, a challenge was workforce, workforce development, oh. finding preschool teachers, finding yep. K-12 teachers. It was uh, across the board. And so that's going to be fun to on today's call here that uh, Dr. B, yeah. Dr. Bergeron, will be able to share about this innovative <laughs> program that she helped to design with Dr. Lee from National University. They they basically designed this program from the ground up, and uh, it's just amazing to have this opportunity available for, honestly, any <clears throat> high school kid in the nation could tap into this because there's Head Start across the nation, and it's a partnership with the National Head Start Association, and uh, students will be able to get college credit when they're still in high school and get them on a path to be uh, an early childhood educator and, and also eventually a, a K-12 educator if they're interested. Well, we would hope. Uh, well, well, yeah, I consider that just a, a, an educator. They would become a professional <laughs> educator, you know, whether exactly. they're in private or charter or whatever you early you know whatever it, 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 it as long as they get involved in it and deb let me swing over to you okay and i, I you know how do you i have to ask you this with head start how do you coordinate with school districts deb i think it's the first step on all this we're going to talk about this great program i love this okay but how, do, how does head start work coordination with school districts which might be a question I, that wouldn't need a doctoral thesis, but I have to ask because I don't know. No, it, I, it shouldn't happen? need one. Um, and and when I went to Office of Head Start, I did that, at, you know, as the director back in 2018. I did that after really being a K-12 person, not really right. seeing Head Start as a future. So the first thing I noticed was in, in a lot of cases, not very well is the answer. And so we worked really hard during that time, met Eddie and and Peter, we worked during that time to, you know, pull together school systems that were paying attention to early learning and knew that it was an important piece. And then how do we coordinate with Head Start as part of the whole process versus just a siloed uh, experience that 
families and kids have and then yeah. they go to school, yeah. like seeing that as a separate thing. So I think in some cases it works beautifully. Long Beach, what an example. I think it starts <laughs> with coordinated enrollment right. where it, where parents aren't searching around for where to go, but they get support and find out, oh, I qualify for Head Start. That means I get more than pre-K. I'm going to get all kinds of resources that I need as a family that is struggling. And hopefully by the time the child's in kindergarten, you've taken care of some of those issues. So that's the idea. Wow. It's, it's, but it must be so hard to coordinate. And it's like it's easy to get information out there with, with the Internet and all that, but it's still hard to make people read it and all that sort of thing and understand it. Because believe me, Head Start, like everybody else, doesn't have enough people to get in and say, hey, you just had a baby. We can help you already. I mean, that's the whole public, right. so to it, speak. It, it just, is definitely a, a game of relationship building. I mean, it, wow. is, it is just like anything else. It's just building networks in a, at a community level, and Head Start is federal to locally funded with the idea that the local Head Start program will adapt to its community. So it's going to reach out to the superintendent and say, hey, let's do these things together. It'll reach out to health centers and things like that so that you're creating a true web of support for families and children, and in doing that, that relationship with the school system can be a really organic, strong thing. But it does take a lot of effort, and it takes um, receptiveness on the part of the school system. And as you were alluding to earlier, with Eddie being a uniquely positioned superintendent with yeah, specific is. early childhood and experience, a damn good one too. not yeah. all superintendents come from that. And so, you know, with, Sometimes there's a little education that has to happen about the value of early childhood and particularly with Head Start so that superintendents can see that as a real asset in their community and not just this thing that exists out in the community and, and maybe we do some things together kind of thing. Yeah, it's, it's really something and the, the good work you do. And you were director of community engagement and all that sort of thing. Tell us about this, how you put this together with National University. Again, it's a course program for high school students, okay, who are interested or we hope will be interested in uh, the teaching profession uh, for real. And this gets them credits and all that stuff while they're in high school and easier to get a, a job and a degree and all that. Deb, go for it. And yeah, Eddie, I absolutely. You. So, I promise I will get to you. We're going to win Edward Deb right now. <laughs> yeah. When we, uh, when we, when I got here in, in, at NHSA in 2021, the big goal was to create an academy, so an online professional development um, for the Head Start field. And in doing that, we created this CDA program. The CDA is the very basic requirement for working in an early childhood classroom. So whether you're in childcare or at an early Head Start center or, um, you know, you get your CDA, it gets you started. It is not a degree yet. It's just a certificate. So mm -hmm. we got started with that, but <clears throat> we didn't want people to feel like that was a terminal kind of thing. What's the next step? So we talked to universities across the country, and it wasn't until I talked to National University that I really found my um, – you know, my, my spirit uh, partner because <laughs> I needed somebody who could really think outside the box. And, and universities in higher ed are not known for being particularly innovative and nimble. And oh, Dr. Lee at, um, yeah, Dr. Lee at National yeah. University just kicks, you know, and, and says, hey, what can we do? And we worked together and came up with a program that awards nine credit hours um, upon completion of your CDA. And you can go right into an early childhood 
stackable bachelor's degree. It's a beautiful program that just it is. completely turns the undergraduate experience upside down because instead of your first couple of years being courses like Chemistry 101 and Calculus, which for an early childhood teacher feels pretty irrelevant, everything is early childhood based. So they stack the courses. They're all relevant to early childhood. They work in Head Start specific information so that you're familiar with that program. And um, if you're Pell eligible, the program is free. So it is, it is pretty amazing um, that we could take our high school students. I used to be a high school principal and knew that we yeah. had CTE yeah. programs for high school kids, but we're seeing fewer and fewer and fewer high schools talking about education as a pathway. And, you know, high school kiddos yeah, I've been start saying that for as years. a junior. Yeah, yeah. no kidding. Start as a junior, graduate with their CDA, go right into their bachelor's degree program already with credits toward toward that program that have been paid for by the CDA, so they're not paying for those credits. And then if they, you know, then they they qualify uh, on a on a continuum for Pell, so it just depends on their Pell eligibility, but they can get partial or all of their tuition paid for. And Nashville's kind of unique because it's a one course at a time program. They don't. They don't enroll in 15 credits at a time. It's one at a time. They do a well, course yeah, a month. I, I they have to ask, when they were in high school, yeah, let me ask, when they were in mm-hmm. high school, okay, when did, and even though it's one course at a time, when do they take that course? What do you recommend? Well, How if they I do were that? a high school principal, they, they do it in the course of their school day, and the, the coursework is online, and then they have to get a lot of fieldwork hours in order to get a CDA, 480. It's a lot. But what we do is we partner them with Head Start programs in the community. They go to the Head Start program. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They, you know, most of the time can get paid for that work. So they're going to high school. I hope. They're making a little extra money. They're getting um, really good firsthand experience about how to work with young children. And my experience as a high school principal is you give teenagers that kind of responsibility and they tend to mature a little faster and they realize yep. that they have real value in the community and start to see themselves as young adults more than teenagers. Exactly. And I, I think it has the potential to do so many good things in high schools, not just promote early childhood, but also promote, uh, you know, responsible teenager behavior and giving mm. them some meaning and, and, and vision in their life about who they can be. And I've told lots of people, if you sign 10 teenagers up for the CDA and only two of them end up going into early childhood, Still. all 10 of them will be better parents. It won't matter if they don't all go into early childhood. They'll all get better parenting skills. And, and I have to ask you this. And by the way, good point, uh, without question, good point at the end there. Um, and Eddie, I will get to you. But Deb, let me stick with you for a second, all right? Um, we all know that you guys are the early learning cohort, okay? So we know that early learning is extremely important, that a kid and a, a family and a community will do better if they're stronger uh, pre-K. So I'll just call it pre-K, all right? I mean, sure. My question is that when we say that, we, we all say it, we all agree it, we're all professionals in education, and the, the pay stinks in pre-K, okay? The pay is terrible, okay? And I'm curious how we're going to get people okay it's not fair it's not right okay it would be like taking a kindergarten teacher and saying well they're not worth as much as a high school uh, biology teacher right. yes they are okay but every school district i talk to ag- agrees that pre-k is so important where are they going to fit into the pay site i mean i don't know eddie i'll ask you you're a genius eddie <laughs> you want to do that one 
Well, well, uh, first things first. Um, there was a. I, I know a lot of the money can study, come out of the Manusac yeah. Foundation. Would that be correct? <laughs> uh, Other if, than if, that, if, so. if I if I had that money, Larry, um, no, so um, I would. No, the U.S. Uh, Labor Bureau um, released in 2021 a study, and it showed uh, the hourly rate that we pay uh, early childhood professionals on average in the nation is around $13.35. And yeah. the average rate of pay for an animal caretaker, meaning somebody who is with animals, like a dog walker or someone sure. who is dog sitting or is with dogs, is thirteen eighty five. And I'm not saying that that job No, you're is, not saying that one's less, more important. important. You're not saying that that isn't right. important. I know however, that's where you're going. Yeah. However, yeah. however, you know, we are in a crisis. We are in a crisis mode. And having that lens and that viewpoint of looking at this from a systemic standpoint across the nation. So we really need to make sure that we are fully advocating for um, with our elected officials, both at the state and congressional level, that uh, early childhood professionals, if they want high quality early child experiences for the, the children in our country, that we really need to make sure that these individuals are honored for the contributions that they make. And, and there's a saying, Larry, in early childhood ed, that the lower the age, the lower the wage. Yeah. Because <laughs> programs, programs yeah. It, it is, and programs it that is. run early childhood um, that are, you know, toddler, infant and toddler programs, because of licensing guidelines, they have to run those programs with a lower adult to child ratio they are and and due to the nature of the way that the uh, the physical environment in the classroom is built and all of the requirements that at a state level they require to be in place for high quality care it's very expensive to run early childhood programs that are infant and toddlers and so sometimes agencies will pay those individuals less because they have to figure out a way to compensate it differently so one of the things that I've heard that we should continue to promote is we're at a point where many states are looking at, and Michigan is one of them, universal preschool. And when you are offering universal preschool, in fact, we came from a state, California, that has had this in place. And um, I know that with their TK programs, that you have to make sure that you're balancing that financial you know, edge very, very closely. And so that's what makes this so important is the fact that superintendents, central office administrators from local districts need to know that if you're investing in early childhood education, you're investing in the future of your district. That means that, you know, the, the, that, you know, you've got, you've got people that have very, very smart people, these, you know, uh, economists that are out there. So James Heckman is one, Tim Bartik is another from the Upjohn Institute. They talk about return on investment and return on investment or referred to as ROI. It can be as low as three to one, but then I know that President Obama back in his tenure when he was president commissioned a report that James Heckman was a part of that made it as uh, it could be a seven to one. Tim Bartik from the Upjohn Institute has argued that it can be as high if if that child, when they grow up, if they end up, you know, staying in that state or staying in their state where they're born, it can be as high as 16 to one. And those are the things that will perk up as an advocacy piece elected officials. And that's why it's really important to point to these positive models. And that's what our cohort does. 
Our yeah. cohort lifts these models up for many other people to see exactly. so that they can then go back to their elected officials. And a great example is Deb worked with a local superintendent that was a part of our cohort from South Dakota, and together, Dr. Schultz and Dr. Bergeron. That would be Summer. Able that to, would be Summer. <laughs> yes, Summer Schultz. Yes, I know it's been yes, on, it you know, with yes. you before. And yeah. I just know that they've done great things on a statewide level to make differences for children, not just hundreds or thousands as opposed to what a district is influencing, but we're now talking millions of children. And that's what we're really about. The AASA has influence over 49.5 million public, child, public school students in the nation. Yep. And that's what our cohort tends to do. We really try to focus on those issues that are meaningful. As Peter had mentioned earlier, workforce development is a key issue in this area, as is wage, like you had mentioned, Larry, you have lifted up today. Yeah, it's amazing. And, Eddie, before I go back to Peter, I want to ask you, you're talking, uh, unlike Peter, okay, who's a great guy, you are talking in part of your job to a, a zillion, you know, at least 10 other districts, whatever that number is for Washington, okay? How are they reacting to this? Are they starting to incorporate this, the National University program? We have, yes. Uh, actually, okay. I have uh, Larry, I the Career and Technical Education. Yes, absolutely. We have a Career and Technical Education Director, and we are beginning to incorporate these types of programs um, into our local high schools, and because it is a way to work from the inside out. In fact, the superintendent for the agency of which I am employed as an executive director has led a statewide campaign called Talent Together. That is another great program that's talking about lifting up and using and making sure we're leveraging all of our resources so we can address these uh, shortages that we have with staffing across the board, including early childhood education classrooms. Yeah, and I understand that, well, I won't get into that. Well, Peter, let me ask you, you know, staffing. Okay, where are you on staffing on all the things I know you love to do in pre-K? Where are we sure. on all this? You're there every day. You're in the tra- You're in that trench literally every day. Yes. Well, well trench is probably uh, a strong word. You do like your job. You know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, in West Valley, we've got such a strong culture. Um, it's a place where people want to come uh, to work. And so... We have one school, Apple good, Valley yeah. Elementary. A- Apple Valley was just recognized as a blue ribbon school, a 2023 yeah. blue ribbon school. Uh, there was just two in Washington State, and Apple Valley Elementary was one of those. Whoa. Apple Valley has not had any turnover of teachers for the past two years. They have such a strong culture, wow. uh, just a, a culture of re- strong relationships and professional uh, support and professional learning. So I think when you get to that point where you're – having um you know the strong culture and strong relationships then uh, you're not going to have as much turnover as you might in in other districts um the thing is uh it is important to reach out to our young people we talk about workforce we have the workforce in our system the workforce are in our high schools and if they have an interest in education we need to mentor our young uh, people and then help them to see a pathway where they can eventually uh, make a living as an educator. And the other thing is, um, the grow your own is so important. I always have this quote that I carry around on my phone. It was uh, David <laughs> Schuler is now the executive sure. director for uh, AASA. When he was yep. with Redefining Ready, I heard him with, uh, give this quote. It's from Renninger, 2011. And this quote says, 92% of students who attended a high school with 75% or higher minority student population and then became a teacher, 
live within 20 miles from where they went to high school. So grow yeah. your own. I'm just, I'll, I'll read it again. 92%, 92% of students wow. who attended a high school with 75% or higher minority student population and then became a teacher live within 20 miles wow. from where they went grow to high school. Own. So it just says we need to reach out, grow our own, and yeah, this program through National University is amazing. Great. Like Dr. B said, Great idea. think about it. Say, say, say you graduate from high school and you're working in Head Start uh, with your high school diploma, and then someone's encouraging you, hey, you have a lot of potential. Let's, you know, someday you could be the director here of this site. Let's That's have right. you get your AA, have you get your BA. You can get a BA in early childhood education. Well, what's the traditional thing that happens? That person goes down to the community college. They take a math placement test. They say, oh, you, you're not even qualified. <laughs> math for again. You've got to take sub-100 yeah. level, yeah. and then, and then yeah. you get to take college algebra. <laughs> How exciting is that going to be for you as a Head Start worker trying to get your early childhood education yes. degree? I mean, it's just it's, it's messed up. So I won't Dr. let your math teachers Lee, in your school they... district hear you, Peter. I'm going to somehow get this. No, but uh, let me let me in defense of math. Let me say totally math. Wait, I got to say this. Math, math, math is logic, and if you understand, I'm terrible at math. But yeah. if you understand, if you can do math, you are a logical person which is why one of the criteria for years to be in the FBI was to be an accountant, because you understood math, okay? Yeah, and logic. And the, the, other, the other one was law, okay, because you, you could put things together. It was a logical sequence in the law, okay? Yeah. And so it was, that's the way the FBI speaks to people. But I got to tell you, it's, no, it's, a, it's November. And, Deb, I want to congratulate you. You said it earlier today. You're there, Deb? Yep. With the understatement of the year on Education Talk Radio that if you're going to be an early education teacher, do you really need calculus? Okay, I <laughs> thank you for that one. That's the I understatement. Don't well, don't exactly. Wait, wait, wait. I'm going to make all kinds of math hate mail. I don't think that's that may, that may not be true. I love math. But it's just, it isn't really about whether you, whether you have to learn math. You do have to learn math, but it should be relevant applicably yes. relevant to what you'll be doing. And that's what of National course. does. They, they teach math classes that are specific to early learning and, you know, math competency. Thank you which very much. Far smarter. Yes. And I was going to get to that too, Larry, that the, yeah, you actually yeah, do have math Yeah, Now you're program, getting off yourself off the hook. You yeah. start with child <laughs> development and the safety yeah. and nutrition. You start with something that's going to appeal to the person that's working on that early childhood education degree. And eventually they do bring in math. And math foundations and math yep. concepts and subsidizing. Everybody's defending and, math and, all of a sudden. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Those are right. important. But it make it relevant and contextual to the work that you're going to be doing as an early childhood educator. You know, it, it, it is important. <laughs> All right, math people, everybody calm down, okay? All the math people, calm down, okay? We love math, okay? But there are, there are many occupations that don't use it a lot, okay? And you need it for what you need it for, but not advanced calculus, okay, to do this. Does that, is that good? Was that good, Deb? Did that get you off those I, I think that's fair. That's good. I think okay. that's fair. Thank you. Okay. Thank you both. Okay. When you guys are putting together and you do this all the time, you got to leave in a couple of minutes, but there's this early learning cohort and Peter, you've done a wonderful job, you and Eddie and Deb to, to, to really get this stuff out there and make changes and all that, because it is so darn important. And it's important, not only in and of itself, it's important for the whole spectrum of K-12 education. Okay, if you, and we said this phrase how many times, 5,000 times, you build a good foundation, you got a good house. 
Okay, yep. and that's what you're trying to do. You know, it, it's just, if I may, mathematically, logic. Okay, that's <laughs> simple. That's all there is to it. We got to go. I'll tell you, Deb, you're doing a great job over there. Feel free to bring Head Start on here anytime you like. Will do. Okay, good stuff. Yeah, please, please do. It's not an idle invitation. It's sincere. Okay, Eddie, you too. Anytime you want to come on, you let me know. It's good to hear your voice, my old I friend. I will. No, yeah, and it's great to talk with you. And we have, a, we have our vision statement that early childhood matters most. And, and, Larry, I think you would appreciate this too, that early childhood education is equity in action because it, it gives children what they need, gives them what Thank they you. need, when they need it, at the moment they need it, and uh, we're here to help. Uh, connect those resources to, you know, children and families around the nation. So thanks again for having us, Larry. We really My appreciate pleasure, it. My pleasure, believe me, and your point is well taken. Everything, it, it all boils down to equity. It all said and done. Every kid needs the education they need. That's all we're talking about, okay? And that's what has to happen, and Peter does that every day at West Valley. Thanks, Peter, for putting it all, all this together, my friend. Oh, yeah, and, and we're looking forward to our, our next uh, site visit. It's going to be... Uh, in February, prior to the National Conference on Education, it's going to be a site visit to the Neighborhood House Association of San Diego, and it's oh. a joint site visit. Dr. B is a leadership for our early learning cohort and also leadership for the AASA Authentic Family Engagement Cohort, and we're going to be coming together, early learning and family engagement, to do a site visit of the Neighborhood House Association of San Diego. We're really looking forward to that. It's going to be great learning for us again. And, and Eddie, please note that they're not going to Michigan in February. They're going to California again. No, <laughs> note that, Eddie. that's yeah. correct. No. Yeah, just so you know. They're no. not coming to Maine either. Yeah. Don't say, uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, we can, and show, I just want to we can say, show them how to snowshoe. <laughs> and I, mean, I want to say on behalf of all my guests, they all love math. They are math crazy people. They love it. Okay? So keep up the good work. <laughs> Thank you guys. This was great, Deb. It's a pleasure. Okay. Thank you. Thank you, Larry. Take care, Larry. Have a great day. Take care. Bye, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye. <laughs> wow. Oh God, great people, aren't they? That's Deb Bergeron from the National Head Start Association. Peter from the state of Washington, West Valley School District, Eddie from Washington, Washington Regional Service Agency in Michigan, and they're just doing great work. ASA always does great work, and this is the early learning cohort. I got this link here to the page at NHSA uh, that it, it will explain to you how the program at National University works, so please check it out. My name is Larry Jacobs. This is Pre-K-12 Education Talk Radio. Thanks so much for listening. You guys, everybody out there, have a great day. <laughs>